Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Did the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve of all people, just bail out the cryptocurrency markets? The Bitcoin chart certainly suggests so. In today's call, we're going to discuss what went down at the Federal Reserve meeting yesterday, what else is going on in these crazy markets, we're going to look at the charts, and we're going to look at an area of the cryptocurrency markets that on-chain data suggests is going to be doing very well in the near future. If anyone forgot the time of the Federal Reserve meeting yesterday, no worries, just look for when a huge pump hit the Bitcoin chart. For my time zone, that is about 7pm GMT. So at 7pm GMT something, the Fed meeting happened and BTC absolutely loved it, going from around about below the 23k level to above the 24k level, so about $1,000 pump right there. What happened at 7pm GMT yesterday was a couple things. Jerome Powell gave his statement for the state of the economy, he gave his interest rate decision that the members of the Federal Reserve came to with regards to what kind of policy to pursue for next month and of course there was a Q&A. We'll dive into the details of it in a second but clearly looking at this chart whatever he said whatever he did crypto and bitcoin really liked it. So what happened yesterday is that the Federal Reserve decided to increase interest rates by 25 basis points. A basis point is one one hundredth of a percentage point or 0.01%. Now, if you are new to these calls, fair enough, you might not have known that this is what was going to happen. But if you're a regular listener, I've been saying that it's going to be a 25 basis point hike and that we were going to see a pump in the cryptocurrency markets and in Bitcoin pretty much every day for a month now. If anyone managed to uh, trade on this information or factor it into their decision making and were able to profit off of the Fed meeting, let me know in the comments. I'd love to see that. So as we saw on the chart, Bitcoin was moved and pushed past its former 23k threshold groove. That's a new one, groove. We did see it calm down, but what is very typical to see in the markets is as soon as we get that interest rate decision, the charts sort of go straight up. And it wasn't just the interest rate decision, investors were also interested in what Jerome Powell had to say about the economy as well. He said that the US central bank's inflation fight was far from over, and he said that the disinflationary process has started. So what this means is that whilst it looks like the economy is starting to get under control, whilst it looks like inflation is heading back towards that 2% target rate, there's still a long way to go. So he didn't want people to get maybe overly excited by this news. So we're heading into a lower interest rate environment. Why is that good news for crypto? Why does that mean that Bitcoin is pumping? Well, when interest rates are higher, the following things happen. It's more expensive to borrow money, it is more attractive to save money. And risky investments like stocks and crypto are less attractive, risk-averse investments like bonds are more attractive. So when the interest rate environment gets lower, like we're seeing happening, especially because of the Fed meeting policy, we see 
people wanting to spend more, particularly on risky assets like Bitcoin, like stocks, therefore explaining the pump we just looked at on the chart. If you missed out on this big price action, not to worry, these meetings come around every single month. The next meeting is on the 22nd of March and there is another 25 basis point hike priced in, so the same less aggressive hike priced in at a currently 85% probability, so looking fairly light. And for some context, the 25 basis point interest rate hike we saw yesterday was priced in at a 99% probability. So pretty much everyone knew with certainty it was going to happen. So you can look out for the next meeting and position yourself accordingly. And just bear in mind that going into 2023, we should hopefully see interest rates get lower and lower gradually throughout the year, which will give more and more comfort to crypto, to stocks, and will be in a better and better position, hopefully, as each month goes by. So that is one thing that has happened in the markets today. There are, of course, others that we need to know as a crypto investor or trader. And there is an opportunity, which I mentioned at the beginning of the call, which our on-chain analytics team has caught on to. So I want to share that with you so you can get in on that early. Okay, let's begin with the rest of the news in the market. Alameda Research Wallet received $6 million from Bitfinex Hot Wallet. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so sick of these weird transactions going on with FTX and Alameda. It just seems so sketchy. An Ethereum wallet that belongs to bankrupt trading firm, bankrupt, but seems to have so much cash, quietly received $6 million worth of Tether USDT from Bitfinex's hot wallet overnight, according to Nansen data. Gotta love on-chain analytics and providers like Nansen that mean that these silent transactions become pretty damn loud. The wallet also received $4.5 million worth of USD coin, USDC, from an unknown entity as it appears to be consolidating assets in line with bankruptcy proceedings, bringing the total to $10.5 million in the last 24 hours. So who really knows what's going on here with FTX, Alameda, their bankruptcies, their obligations to pay back users who have their funds stuck, vanished overnight. Because of all this strange behavior, the next headline makes a lot of sense. State officials support a push for an independent examiner in the FTX bankruptcy. Officials from more than a dozen states want a federal bankruptcy judge to appoint a third-party examiner of FTX's finances, citing the need for more transparency about the collapsed crypto exchange's assets. The officials assert that the lack of transparency into the financial condition and assets of the debtors and the continued regulatory investigations that are ongoing, the appointment of an examiner with specific guidelines to their duties is not only appropriate and in the best interest of creditors, but mandatory. For everything that's gone on with this case, it definitely seems like an idea to have a independent third party investigator, especially with you know the rumors going round that the Bahamian uh, police regulators, etc were working alongside FTX and Bankman-Fried. None of this, of course, has been proven, but the fact that there even is that doubt, that speculation, you can't see why it would hurt to have another pair of eyes on this investigation. And when there's all eyes on uh, pumping altcoins and Bitcoin doing well because of everything we just discussed with the Fed, it can be easy to lose sight of Ethereum, but that is sort of quietly bubbling away in the background. The Ether supply has reached an all-time low after the merge.
The decreasing supply could be linked to the increasing price of Bitcoin and rising equity markets, as traders will often respond by buying higher risk tokens that are only available on chain. The demand for the network or how many users are trying to create new transactions causes the average Ether burned from each transaction to rise, further reducing supply. So what we're seeing with Ethereum actually fits very well into that narrative we presented together at the beginning of this call regarding the interest rate environment, helping Bitcoin rally and seeing a bit more going on in the cryptocurrency markets. Final headline I want to talk about, it would be irresponsible of me to just present you guys good news all the time. There is bad news too, let's be aware of it. Berkshire Hathaway's Charlie Munger calls for crypto ban in the US. The veteran investor doubled down on his Bitcoin skepticism, comparing it to gambling contracts. This was in an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal. And in 2021, Munger, of course, labeled Bitcoin's relative success as disgusting after alluding to how it is used by less than ideal people with less than ideal intentions. A lot of the time, the people who uh, don't approve of Bitcoin or crypto have conflicts of interest. For example, it's really not surprising to see a bank uh, say that crypto is not good when crypto could put them out of business, right? That just makes sense. So we don't know what ulterior motives there are here. There is no denying that Charlie Munger is a very big name in the space, a very reputable name in the space, and his opinion does hold weight. And I want to share with you guys what our on-chain analytics team has put together with regards to getting in early on opportunities. If you're someone who values on-chain analytics, once or twice a week, I present what our team has put together. This is usually to do with opportunities that are trending or insights into what smart money are investing into. When it comes to the cryptocurrency markets, I believe there are some secret superpowers that people can have. One of them is... Uh, being good at technical analysis, for example. One is being very sharp at fundamental analysis, so doing the things we did at the beginning of this call, looking at a policy event, a meeting event, and actually fully understanding what implications it has for the market. And the other is being able to use on-chain analytics to get insights into what is going on beneath all that price action, beneath all that news headlines, separating sort of the noise from what's really going on at the foundational level. So to achieve that we like to use Nansen. We can use an index of the top 500 NFT projects on Ethereum in order to understand performance of the wider NFT market. So if we were to take a look at that, we would see that the index has grown by 0.3% in the last seven days. So there's a bit of an uptick following a large downtrend. After a large upward movement in early January 2023, we've seen stagnation with no sizable price movement in the last three weeks. So this market seems to continue to take a wait and see approach and we remain patient for either a break of highs we saw in early January or downwards continuation. So that's the wider market, but there is an area that is performing well within that market and that is the metaverse. Taking a look at the Metaverse 20 index, we can see that this index grew by 12.9% over the past seven days. So always helpful to think in relative terms, wider NFT 500 0.3%, this area 12.9%. So there's clear outperformance here. This remains the second worst performing index over the previous year. This is its third week as the strongest sector with multiple positive announcements in the space. So something has changed here. Similar to the gaming sector, we expect to see metaverse projects with launch products and real users before the sector can catch 
catch up with the rest of the market. What we can do is also take our analysis one step closer and look at the top NFT projects on Ethereum by volume. The hottest project this week, don't know if you guys have heard of it, is Sewer Pass, and this has been the case since launch. This NFT allows users to participate in a skill-based game with Yuga Labs' Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem that grants rewards based on score. And indeed, four of the hottest five projects are within the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem, likely experiencing a boost from the release of Sewer Pass. At fourth place, A Kid Called Beast is a PFB collection released 35 days ago intended to create a new Web3 brand. Whilst it experienced a volume increase, it has a small amount of smart money involvement and floor price is currently on a downtrend. The market seems to have returned to favoring high profile collections and this usually shows that they're not willing to take on the increased risk of newly launched projects. And, you know, it's one thing to look at where's everyone going to. It's quite another to see what are the best in the space looking at. And that's why Nansen's NFT smart money activity trackers are very helpful because we can see what some of the best and most profitable people in the space are doing too. So there was one spike in smart money activity during the last week, especially on the revenue side, which measures smart money sales. This suggests that some smart money have taken recent price movement as an opportunity to sell some of their assets. Having said that, total smart money volume remained low this week with little activity on either the purchase or sale side. So we've gone into quite a lot of detail there about on-chain analytics. Let's take away three points that anyone can use from all this analysis. Number one, start researching the metaverse sector. Whilst this is still lagging behind the rest of the market, it has performed well over the previous three weeks on the back of positive announcements. Pay special attention to projects that have launched a usable product or that are planning to do so in the near future with evidence they will hit the milestone on their roadmap. Number two, continue to closely track the NFT sector. Another week of stagnation, the market remains a delicate position where investment decisions are not clear. Smart money are either selling or holding off investments. And deep dive into the space using detailed metrics. While some smart money data suggests that they believe NFT assets to be overvalued, it is always important to dive deeper to understand what will happen next. And that's the current state of the markets. Price action, on-chain analytics, headlines, sending kind of mixed signals right now. It looks like there's good news bubbling away under the surface everywhere, but there are still some milestones to be overcome. Definitely the biggest positive factor we can draw from all this is the Fed meeting yesterday and what it means going into the rest of 2023. The lower interest rates come, the more Bitcoin, crypto and the stock markets can breathe again and start recovering. We do these kind of calls and insights into fundamental analysis, technical analysis and on-chain analytics every single day. Catch you later.